Hello everyone, welcome back to this episode of Lounging with Leah. Today I'm going to be talking about some problems that arose from COVID-19, you know. Obviously, there are a lot of problems you already know already, like how it's affected the economy and our families, but what people aren't more aware about is how COVID has actually inhibited learning and can have long-term effects due to the learning loss during COVID. I really wanted to explore this topic because of my own little brother's experience when he was trying to receive schooling during the lockdown. So my little brother Liam is four years old and he has learning disabilities. He can't talk, he's stubborn, and he has a short attention span and has trouble understanding directions. And when we were on lockdown last year, almost every school only offered 100% online classes. Obviously, we knew this would be a problem for Liam because with his condition, we knew he wouldn't be able to concentrate and learn through online learning and a screen. So this was a huge problem. So we decided to actually pull him out of school and he didn't go to school for all of last year, basically. And especially at his young age, it's the most crucial part of his life to be learning because he's young and that's when um, his brain just like absorbs all the information, you know, learns very quickly, all kids his age. Um, so we had to try to teach him at home and it was difficult because my parents had to go back to work and with his condition, it was difficult for him to try to understand what we were trying to teach him. We did puzzles with him. We tried to teach him numbers and the alphabet, just basic things like that. And it was just pretty difficult overall. So that was the main reason why I wanted to research this topic a little bit and share it with you guys. So last year, as we all know, many schools had shortened school days and limited their live communication between teachers and students. And this was especially difficult for students that are already like conformed to a certain way of learning. Like, kids that are Liam's age are used to the hands-on and more visual ways of learning. So, for my brother and most kids his age, learning through a computer was, like, nearly impossible. And not only was this a problem for younger kids, but just in general for people who prefer hands-on learning and face-to-face learning. So, though this also applies... Oh, wait. Though this... <laughs> why am I saying it like that? Though this also applies to students who have disabilities as well. So I did a little research. little research. Yeah. So <laughs> according to a research study by the Department of Education, they said a Virginia district saw a 111% increase in the number of students with disabilities receiving F's in two or more subjects in the first quarter of the 2020 to 21 school year. And so with this evidence, it's pretty clear that distant learning was not catering to their learning needs and how it really just set them back in their education. Uh, So during the pandemic, schools depended on technology for distant learning. Um, Some students didn't have as much access to technology as others, making it harder to learn the school material. I know when I was doing online school, I had friends tell me their struggles with having like bad Wi-Fi and slow computers, things like that. And that just really made me rethink and become grateful for the opportunities I had to learn since I had all the technology I needed. So in the same, so in the same study I mentioned before, they say 
by October 2020, almost one of every 10 uh, Black and Latin households still lacked consistent computer access compared to only 6.7% of white households. So because of these households, um, how they received less income, there were more challenges in being able to purchase all the required devices like laptops or iPads and having proper Wi-Fi access as well. And we can especially see this challenge in the more developing countries um, where even more students have less access to modern technology. So from a study in Ethiopia, why can't I talk today? From a study in Ethiopia, they say in Ethiopia, more than 80% of the population lives in rural areas with limited or no access to electrical power. So this really shows the learning losses from COVID-19 and the problems it sets for school systems in these developing countries. So with limited access to technology and online resources, it creates conflicts for schools during, I mean, doing distant learning. And this creates setbacks as well during post-quarantine and leaves students behind in their curriculum. Uh, these students are coming from low-income families and lower education levels, making them less motivated to study. And having very limited access to technology only inhibits them even more. And before, there was already a large inequality for students living in rural and urban areas where families had higher socioeconomic status. But with the pandemic, it makes it even more unfair to the students living in lower income areas since these areas get less financial support, making it obviously unfair to these students compared to someone who goes to a more like rich school, you know. Um, Although we see many of the short term problems that the pandemic poses to education, there are also long term problems, which I didn't know until I researched it. So as we know, the pandemic has affected the way students are taught, and has caused many learning problems for them. For example, some students get distracted easily during an online class, which leads to them not being able to learn the material. This setback causes students to be behind in their curriculum and even the money they make. So from a study by McKinsey and Company, they say the impact of the pandemic on K-12 through student learning was significant, leaving students on average five months behind in mathematics and 11 months behind in reading by the end of the school year. So when I read the online, I was so surprised by that. Um, It's a result of the learning inhibition COVID-19 posed on the students. And this this setback causes a ripple effect. And students are struggling in today's curriculum because they were not solid in the basics they learned the prior year. And without being fluent in the basics, this is obviously a threat to them being able to finish high school and the work ethic when they start working in the future. So shifting to something a little more different. So school without school has been horrible and muddled, obviously. Parents, teachers, and students have struggled with technology and even more with the expectations set on them. But with this pandemic, we see what's in front of us with more clarity. And that incorporates the holes, the imbalances, and the disappointments. So what's working? What do kids require from their schools? 
And what do we truly mean when we examine the frame and fund of education? There are actually a few things we can do to actually change the school system based on what we learned through the pandemic. So we actually can get good out of this rather than just, you know, all negatives that we're always talking about all the time. So firstly, the parents. With online schooling, parents saw firsthand what their children were learning. For example, when I was at home doing schooling, my parents always saw me um, stressing over certain things or being confident about certain things. So just parents in general saw what they struggled with and what students did well in, considering that the students had to study from home. So this engagement of parents is actually helpful because we can ask them what their child needs to best help them in school. And through this pandemic, parents being right there to observe their kid during remote learning is like so beneficial to schools because it really just pinpoints what the student needs and can be applied to them in you know their future schooling. So next um, is equity. Our school system currently serves a student population that includes 75% low-income households and 90% of students with students of color. So what do we need right now? For starters, we need equal tech infrastructure for all. This isn't an option anymore. We have to close this tech gap. Do you see what I'm saying, you guys? Like, these are choices, and we don't have to keep making them. We can refuse the isolation and competition for resources that actually pit schools and neighborhoods against each uh, against one another. Getting and we can also get rid of rating systems and budgeting formulas that actually punish kids for simply their zip codes and yeah, what areas they live in. And I think that needs to be changed. And thirdly and lastly, we need to support the whole student. So with the pandemic, we've seen how mental health is so important through all the things that we've been through. We've been at home, isolated, um, paying more attention to ourselves. And with this, we got to actually delve in deeper to our own mental health. So um, I think schools should incorporate more creative things rather than just purely academics and also focus on students' mental health and well-being. So we will need social workers, nurses, and counselors in every school so much. And we will need them as we try to help our students feel safe and process their trauma and their grief and find their way back to school. We should also have smaller class sizes, definitely, and more staff to be able to effectively support the students. You know, smaller class sizes mean more attention to the students, more help for them. And we should also put more importance on physical education, music programs, and computer science, things like that. So it's not purely academics, but more focuses on the whole student, their whole well-being, and their goals and what they want to achieve, things like that. So rapiding, rapiding, why am I not talking correctly today? I'm trying I'm trying my best, you guys. So wrapping it, <laughs> so wrapping it up. <laughs> there we go. Although the pandemic did make some things easier, it made 
many things more difficult. And all in all, the pandemic really inhibited education and learning for all types of students, from students with disabilities to younger children to low-income families to just regular students in general, all of us. It's been hard. Uh, The long-term effects come to show how online and distant learning isn't the most efficient way of learning to accommodate all types of students coming from various and different backgrounds. But with these hardships, we can learn from it. We can use this as an opportunity to better the school system to where it's in the best interest of the students and to where everyone has the equal opportunity to learn with the exact same privileges. So yeah, that's the message I wanted to share with y'all today, kind of um, educate y'all on things maybe you didn't know before, and honestly just like a call to action, because I think with the pandemic and the things that we went through, we can actually learn from this, and you know, the school system needs to be changed, and I'm hoping with this episode, it makes it more apparent makes it more apparent that the school system needs to be changed. And we learned a lot through the pandemic. So that's not, that's, that's very helpful, you know. So yeah, that's all I have for this podcast episode. So thank y'all so much for listening. It means a lot that you're still here and you're listening to me. And it just, it means a lot that I have the support from you guys. So yeah, see you guys in the next episode. Bye.